0: Does every mass shooting have to be seen through the lens of terrorism? Hi, this is Phil Gursky, President and CEO of Borealis Threat and Risk Consulting in Russell, Canada, and you're listening to Quick Hits, short podcasts about national security issues, including terrorism. Well, it's been a hell of a couple of days. In fact, it's been a hell of a couple of months for my American friends south of the border. <clears throat> Read an article, I think it was in CNN recently, that talked about uh, there being 103 mass shootings in the United States since January the first, which works out to a little more than one a day. Now, in in fairness, uh, mass shootings are defined by some people as any shooting in which there are at least four victims, not necessarily four deaths, but four victims. And so the circumstances around those can vary significantly depending on the location, the motive, etc, etc. There's no question that mass shootings appear to be uh, a problem for my good friends uh, south of the 49th parallel. I'm not going to turn this into a debate on mass shootings or a debate on gun control. I have no interest in having that conversation. First of all, I'm Canadian and uh, therefore have a rather limited knowledge of these matters. Second of all, I understand that this is a very emotional and problematic topic for many people given constitutional guarantees under the Second Amendment and things like that. So I'm not going to open up that can of worms. Others can. It's of no interest to me. But I do want to focus on something interesting that's come about in the wake of two of these mass shootings. So you may be aware in the past, what, seven or eight days, there was a mass shooting in Atlanta, Georgia by a young man, 21 years old, I believe he was, white. And there was a mass shooting in Colorado by another young man. So there seems to be a young man pattern here, but that's surprise, surprise, who happened to be Muslim. And he he opened up in a food market. What was interesting I found was that in the immediate aftermath of both of these incidents, we were beset yet again by something that I have coined as instant analysis, meaning on Twitter and on Facebook and even in the news media. People were jumping to all kinds of conclusions about what these shootings were, what they meant, and most importantly and most worryingly, why they happened. Despite the fact that law enforcement said categorically we do not have a motive yet for either of these crimes, people jumped on the bandwagon and called both of them acts of terrorism. He does claim that it was not racially motivated. He apparently has an issue, uh, what he considers a, a, a sex fiction, and sees these locations as something that allows him to uh, to go to these places. And, and it's a temptation for him that he wanted to eliminate. So in the first incidents in uh, Georgia, eight people were killed, uh, mostly women, I believe. And in the one in Colorado, I believe there were 10 deaths, as well as wounded on, on both sides. How is it that the Twitterverse and the blogosphere knew things that law enforcement didn't know. Who are all these geniuses out there who know who are new rather what was going on in the heads of the young man who pulled the trigger in both of those attacks? Did they have information that police didn't have? If they did I sure as hope they're poning up the information right now to law enforcement to help them do their jobs. I suspect it's actually the opposite. People don't know squat and yet have decided for themselves, lack of evidence and information notwithstanding, they already have all the answers. They're not waiting for it to be confirmed. They're not even waiting for any data. They have jumped onto the bandwagon. that These were acts of terrorism. In the Atlanta case, everyone's saying this is, this is anti-Asian crime because uh, some of the victims, the majority of the victims were Asian women. So we have the both the uh, misogyny bandwagon as well as the anti-Asian one. Therefore, it's a hate crime. Therefore, it's an act of terrorism. In the case of Colorado, since the young man who happened to carry out the shootings was Muslim, clearly it's an act of Islamist terrorism. What else could it be? In the the words of Ann Coulter, not all Muslims are terrorists, but all terrorists are Muslim. So therefore, why do we bother with an investigation? Why bother collecting any facts? Let's just go with what everyone knows to be true. The first guy was a misogynist, and this was a, a crime that targeted Asians because of an of anti-China fervor linked to the COVID outbreak. He wanted to, to fight back against people. In fact, there was a fake, a fake Facebook posting that came out in the hours after the shooting, I believe, which claimed to be written by this young man, I believe his name is uh, Aaron Long, Robert Aaron Long, and a fake Facebook posting came out that basically said that he was targeting them as Asians because of COVID. It was fake. The same way people are calling the Colorado guy a terrorist because he happens to be Muslim. But everybody has twenty twenty hindsight, you know? Like, that's you might it. have some guy that's tweeting, like, you know, I hate people that play X video game. I'm going to kill them all. Blah, 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 blah. And everybody looks like, it's oh, it's a meme. It's a meme. It's a meme. But then as soon as the guy goes out and does it, people are like, yeah. look at this guy's Twitter feed. Obviously, he was dangerous. It's <laughs> like, damn. Like, that's really hard to determine before they actually commit the action, you know? All right. Listen to me. Listen to me carefully. We don't know. As of late, you know, I'm at 3 p.m. here on Friday afternoon, so March the 25th, 2021, we do not know why these young men pulled the trigger. We don't know. So stop the speculation. Stop the instant analysis. Stop the getting on your high horse. Stop the, I know what's best. I have all the answers. Just listen to me and you'll be better off. I like that. We're getting far too much of this these days. Everybody with a gun who happens to be white has to be a white supremacist. Or a neo-Nazi. Or a white nationalist or a proud boy or an oathkeeper or a QAnon. Every brown skinned guy with a gun ha- has to be an ISIS terrorist or an Al-Qaeda terrorist. Or etc. 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 Why are we going down this pathway? Why why are we trying to convince ourselves and everybody else that this is the only possible explanation for these crimes? Because, you know, I'm not a a criminologist. I'm just a retired intelligence analyst. But something tells me that people have been killing people, I don't know, since when we had four people on the planet. Remember when Cain killed his brother Abel? Right? The population of the world decreased by twenty-five percent. Thank you to that one crime. Went from four to three people, and that happened a bazillion years ago, or four thousand and four years ago, if you happen to believe Bishop Usher, who, who actually dated the creation of the world to four thousand and four B.C. Murder's been happening for a long time. Mass shootings have been happening for a long time. They were carried out for all kinds of reasons, right across the spectrum. Some are ideological in nature. Some are purely hate in nature. Some are purely random in nature. Some are completely inexplicable in nature and will never be resolved. Like the mass shootings in Las Vegas. Was it 2018? 2017? I forget now how many years ago that was where the gentleman went up in the Mandalay Hotel and opened fire on a concert below. We need to stop trying to convince the world that we have all the answers to what happens when people die. If it turns out that the police uncovers information that points to some kind of an ideological, political, or religious motive, then we can start talking about it as being an act of terrorism. Until such time, shut your traps and wait. I know that's hard to say in 2021, in the in the era of not just instant analysis, but 24 seven news, where nobody is willing to utter the three words that we should all be uttering on a regular basis. Those three words being I don't know. I like that. I'll try and find out, but I don't know yet. There, no, that's forward, sorry. We've got to start pushing it back against self styled experts. Listen to my recent podcast on expertology who claim that they know exactly why things happened. They can get into the heads of the perpetrators and explain it all for us. It doesn't work that way. So, I, for one, and I'm often interviewed in the aftermath of things that happen. My first phrases, I tell my interviewers, I don't know. Here is what I've read. Here's what I think of it. Here's how I think of it in terms of reliability, but I don't have any answers for you right now. Anybody who claims to have the answers in the seconds and minutes and hours after something happens is probably lying to you and you should push back against them and you should challenge them for being so definitive because it simply isn't possible. Here's hoping that the police will find out more in these cases. Uh, Both the uh, perpetrators survived, so we might find out some more information. Then again, we might not. My heart goes out to the victims and their families. But let's keep our powder dry, no pun intended in the case of a mass shooting, and reserve our judgments until we find out more. Anyhow, that's my advice to you. I want to leave you, of course, with your Hardy Boys uh, Guide to Life. See what Frank and Joe have for us today. See if it's as, as useful. Um, oh, this is good. <laughs> this is a, this is a ra- I, I swear to God, this is random. Uh, very appropriate to what I'm talking about. This comes from the Tower Treasure, and it says A good detective never s- sighs with discouragement, nor becomes impatient. It took years of persistence to solve some famous cases. Wow, I I, I I swear, I just literally opened the book randomly to get to that one, and it's completely germane to what I just talked about. You got to be patient. Maybe not years, but you got to at least wait days, if not weeks, before you figure things out. Anyhow, what do you think about the news reporting on the mass shootings in Atlanta and in Colorado? What do you think about the so-called incident analysis that's been done on it? Love to hear your feedback. You can reach me on email, borealisrisk at gmail.com or on Twitter at Borealis Saves. you also find me on LinkedIn and on Facebook. If you like the content, want to get more, I highly advise you to go to my website, borealisthreatenrisk.com, where you can subscribe to all, the, all of the blogs and podcasts, uh, copies of the live streaming, which I'll get to in a second, all free of charge. It comes to you in a daily digest for email first thing in the morning. I am live streaming on Mondays and Thursdays at 8 o'clock Eastern Daylight Time where we talk about the events of the day as well as just general issues surrounding national security and terrorism. And of course, you can also find a link to my new book, The Peaceable Kingdom, A History of Terrorism in Canada from Confederation to the Present, self-published, $25 Canadian plus postage and handling. It's, it's terrorism in my country, a seen to the eyes and the ears of the women and men who worked in counterterrorism. It's not an academic book, it's a practitioner's book. I love hearing your feedback, ideas for future podcasts. I'll talk to you again soon. Until then, stay safe. For those who are just joining us, I'm Phil Gursky, president of Borealis, former Canadian security intelligence officer. If it's your first time, welcome. I'd uh, love to see you guys subscribe and like it on YouTube, it'd be great. Take care and, and thanks again for showing up.